guys. Welcome to the Boom Tequila Podcast with your hosts. I'm Jody And I'm Erin. Join us every Monday for entertainment and relationship-focused topics, music recommendations, and some fun, more personal topics in our Dish Bish segment at the end. Today, we are talking about carrying the mental load and why this matters. One thing I hear all the time from straight women is how exhausted they are when they are in relationships. There have been studies that show us that men tend to be happiest when they are in relationships and women are actually happiest single. Is this because women don't want love and connection and romance? Absolutely not. I think there's other reasons. Studies have also shown that when women are in relationships, they take on lots of additional work. This can include physical labor like cleaning and childcare, emotional labor like trying to therapize their partners or listening and validating their partners while not getting the same emotional support in return, and mental labor. This includes things like decision-making and planning, and this is the one we're going to dive more into today. These same studies also show that men actually have a reduction in the amount of overall labor that they have which is probably why they're happier in relationships because their stress levels and things are reduced. In an ideal world, all of these things would have some balance where both partners are contributing with give and take. But what is all too common, unfortunately, is that women tend to end up carrying the majority of the weight of all of the aforementioned things, which leads to stress, lowered relationship satisfaction, and ultimately, in many cases, resentment. Uh, I'm going to link some of the studies in the show notes in case you want to drive deeper into the studies that we've mentioned above or the ones that we're going to reference throughout the show. But today we are focusing on mental load because I think this is one that honestly, a lot of people are not as familiar with or maybe don't even know how to spot, how to recognize what it is. So we're going to break down what it means to carry the mental load and walk through several examples of how this shows up in relationships, what you can do to kind of keep yourself in check as well as some tips and resources to help you in talking about this with your partner. So what is the mental load? Jody? do you want to kind of break this down for us? Yeah, the mental load refers to things that require mental energy that you might not realize, including meal planning, making lists, choosing what to have for meals or where to go, budgeting, organizing schedules, delegating tasks in the home, Now you might be thinking, okay, but that's life. These are things that need to get done and we all have to use our brains, which is true to a point. While these are things that you might have to do all by yourself if you were single, these are not things that you would also have to do for someone else. Needing to plan, prep, answer, and delegate for another person is an additional toll and it can be exhausting. So if you believe that these are things that you should figure out for yourself, then let's keep that energy when it comes to men asking questions they could figure out for themselves. So what do we mean here? Well, stay tuned because we're going to walk through some examples. You know, I love my studies and one study on the cognitive dimension of household labor found that women in the study do more cognitive labor overall, which entails anticipating needs, identifying options for meeting those needs, making decisions and monitoring progress. This study found that women especially do more of the anticipation and monitoring of work. Another study found that 9 out of 10 women feel responsible for almost all to all of the household scheduling and management. Keeping track of schedules and what kid needs to take what to school on what days, when doctor's appointments are and how to get the kids there, what to have for dinner and making the grocery list. These are often things that unless you are the one doing them, you really don't think about. And I think that's a good a good point to call out because one of the things that I think men tend to say is, what about the mental load that men have? Or, well, there are men who are maybe the primary parents or stay-at-home dads or whatever the case may be. And while that is true, those tend to be the exceptions. And that's not my opinion. That is research supported. So, um, (laughs) yes, the research supports that there is this imbalance and that the mental load tends to fall on women. And that's why we're talking about it today in the context of women. I'm sure there's exceptions, but yeah. So what does it look like when men place the mental load on women in a relationship? We're going to break down some of these examples. Jody, do you want to give us the first one? Expecting the mother to know all of the information about and for child doctors. And if they do attend an appointment, looking to her to answer. That's a huge one. A lot of guys don't 
attend or participate in like doctor's appointments at all. Uh, but if they do, it's still kind of the woman's responsibility to store all of that information. And yeah, I thought that was an interesting one. If a babysitter is needed, often this is expected that the mother is going to be the one to find the sitter, plan all of the babysitting arrangements, coordinate everything and figure all of that out. Expecting the woman to meal plan, create grocery lists and figure out all of the meal prep. Uh, One of the questions that I think is the most common, and it's an example of kind of putting the mental load on the woman, is when guys are like, you know, well, what do you mean? Like, I offer to help. Like, if she would just ask me to do it, I would do it. And so they'll say things like, well, what do you want me to do to help? And again, it's like, if if she's already stressed out and she's overwhelmed and she's like, I'm behind on the dishes, I still need to get ready. We have company coming over. I haven't vacuumed yet. And then you're sitting there and you're like, well, just tell me what to do. Like, she just listed all the things she has to do. You can't just like be like, oh, well, let me vacuum um, go or go get ready and I'll finish the dishes or you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Like you live here too. And here's the thing. And you might've sent this to me too, that I thought was a perfect example is when a man goes to his job every day, his boss doesn't come here and tell him what to do every single day. He just knows same thing with at home. You should just know she shouldn't have to tell you. Yes. And we're going to talk more about that because I do think there are some social influences and other things that give men sort of a disadvantage here or may make it so that some men aren't intentionally, you know, just being stupid or weaponizing their incompetence. While I do think that can be an issue, I don't think that's always the case. But yes, the skill set should be there if you have a job. Ultimately, we, you know, we just might have to surface it. (laughs) Where do you want to eat? This is one that um, I think guys always ask, like, or even if they ask you on a date, And then they'll be like, well, where do you want to go? Now, it's one thing if they ask, you know, where do you want to go to eat as kind of a courtesy. So, for example, the guy that I'm seeing right now, like he's taken me out to dinner and been like, where do you want to go? And if I've said like, oh, I don't know. He's like, "Okay, well, how about this place? Like, and it's not the back and forth where other people that I've maybe dated in the past are like, where do you want to eat? And then if I say, I don't know, they're like, well, do you want? Mexican? Do you want Italian? What do you want? Like, why is it so hard? And it's like, they're asking that probably not because they care where you eat any more than you care, but because they don't want to have to figure it out. And they would, they just want to put that on you instead. (laughs) Yeah. And then bitch, if you like, don't have a good answer when like, they don't have one either. (laughs) It can start when you're just dating someone, you don't even have to be married and living together. Yep. You can put the mental load on you at any time. Yep. All right. So I wanted to do a couple of, Jody, do you want to role play with me a little bit? Yes, I absolutely do. <laughs> Good, because that's what we're going to do. But it's not very sexy. So sorry about that part. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Damn. First scenario, I'm going to be the woman and Jody's going to be the man. Yeah. Um, and this one is about going to the grocery store and an example of what it looks like and how men put the mental load of something that seems on the surface fairly simple and make it something that is like an added stress. So do you want to start, Jody? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to be the woman. You're the cause... woman and I'm like the man and you're asking me. Okay. Okay. I'm the woman. All right. Can you run to the store and pick up some snacks for the kids? Sure. What do you want me to get? I don't know. Just a few things for after school this week. Okay. But what is that? Can you just ask them or pick some stuff? Look, I can see you're busy right now and you clearly haven't figured out what you want. So just text me the list and then I'll head out. That's a conversation that I have with my husband every time he has to go to the store. No. I swear to God, dude. That's so embarrassing. Like that's the thing. Like I would think, I would think men would be a little bit embarrassed with themselves sometimes. And they don't typically, they aren't typically. Yeah. But. They don't. They just think like, well, I'm helping. (laughs) They don't get it. They don't right. get and it's it. Like by the time I sit there and coordinate the kids and do everything I'm supposed to do and have the time to sit down and figure out the list, I might as well just run to the store and not have to deal with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Cause it kind of takes the, like the going to the store with the list is not mentally straining. And hell, yeah. if, if a mom who's juggling three kids at bath time has the opportunity to actually go to the store by herself and do it, I, most, I would not be surprised if she wouldn't opt for that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to do another scenario example. In this one, I'm going to be the man and Jody's going to be the woman. 
Um, and this one is you switched them again. I'm gonna be the man in this one. Is that oh sorry, you're gonna be the man <laughs> in this one, and I'm gonna be the woman. Yeah. Um, you're right. So this one is about cleaning and it's basically just like a super annoying conversation that I think unfortunately a lot of women are far too familiar with if you've ever lived with a man. So Jody, you're you wanna be the man and I would have cleaned, but you never asked. Okay. Can you help now before our guests get here tonight? I'm really stressed and I'm behind on dinner. What do you want me to do? I don't know. Maybe start with the living room. What do you want done in there? Can you not just look around and start picking stuff up and vacuuming or something? Yeah. You should have just said that in the first place. <laughs> That's so sexy. <laughs> Zoe just titty slapped herself after, <laughs> after she said that. Yes. And it was very beautiful. I love it. Oh my God. But yeah, men see being assertive and the ability to take initiative as a masculine trait, which I don't think is a gendered trait. I I don't think it is. But that's why it's so interesting to me in these situations when it comes to relationships and stuff that they sometimes don't seem to be able to be assertive and take initiative to recognize things that need to be done or whatever else. And if you're a man who sees your partner dressed cleaning and you pitch in or doesn't and just sees household chores as equally your responsibility because you both live in the home, I think that is even better. I wonder if a lot of times they pull this shit because it's more stressful to ask them to do it and to help. And they know that. So they think, Mm -hmm. Like if I throw a fit or just like do a shitty job, I'm not going to be asked to do this again, which is works out in my favor. I do think that's true in some cases. And that's, I think, plays into this idea of like weaponized incompetence, which is where Mm -hmm. basically there's almost a manipulative intentionality behind it where they don't want to have to do it. And they don't really care if it pisses you off because they just want to kind of do whatever they can to not have to do it and to make it more of a pain in the ass for you to ask. And then it it is a way for them to also avoid accountability because they can be like, well, I if you would have just asked, now it's your mm-hmm. fault that yep. I didn't help you. And I think that is a toxic thing. You know, I hope at least that most men really do want to contribute and help and maybe aren't aware of the imbalance because they haven't been on the other side. But I definitely think there are cases where they think that they're above it, which is is sad. But I also think that yeah. because of how we socialize gender and we teach boys that this these things are masculine and these things are feminine, I saw something recently that was talking about how we do that. And boys are allowed to play with trucks and girls maybe aren't supposed to, where girls are, you know, encouraged to play with dolls and not with trucks. And somebody said, well, yeah, but the boys, they may be told that they can't play with the dolls. So that's the same thing. We're both told we can't play with things. And they said, but the difference is when a boy is told he can't play with dolls, it's because he's too good for that. When a Mm. girl is told she can't play with trucks or do the wild stuff, it's because she's not capable or not good enough for that. And I feel like that was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I think that there are some things in how we are brought up that lead to these discrepancies and these challenges in relationships. And I wish that more men would care about their relationships and about stepping up and understanding these things. But because women are the ones more impacted and hurt by it, we tend to be the ones researching it. There was a guy on TikTok who posts, I mean, the majority of his content is all about mental load and balancing the workload. And so he used to be a nurse and now he's like a stay-at-home dad. And he's like, I've had a huge wake-up call about what it really takes to run a household. And so he makes content about that. And even he said that the majority of his audience is female because men don't tend to be seeking content out on how to better their relationships. And I think that's really sad, especially when we have increasing numbers of single men who are not happy about being single. And Mm -hmm. it's like, women are telling you what needs to change. Women don't, I don't think they necessarily want to be single. They just don't want to settle. And these men just don't give a shit enough to better themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and when you're taking on the majority of the work for someone else, or you have this imbalance and you're adding to your workload through a relationship, you're adding stress and stuff. To me, I don't want to be in a relationship that adds stress 
And at the point that it does, then you either need to stay, take a step back, change something or end the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and we see a lot of women doing that. So one person on Reddit wrote this kind of plea asking, how do I explain the mental load to a male partner? She said, I love him and I don't want to leave him, but I can see it being a deal breaker for me if the rest of my life is like this. I would be happy to do all the home stuff if I wasn't also the breadwinner with a full-time job. We live together and have no kids, but one cat. He's a great guy and we take turns cooking dinner where the other one does the dishes. He wakes up for work first, so he feeds the cat. He usually takes out the trash, especially if I tie up a bag and leave it by the door for him the night before. We each do our own laundry, but on a daily, regular basis, besides when we put extra effort in for guests, that's all. I pay the bills. I clean the litter box. I tidy up the living area. I do the shopping. I plan the shopping, which is difficult when he uses the last of something and doesn't tell me. I do all of the shared laundry, like towels and sheets. I scrub the toilet and clean the bathroom. I also do all of the same stuff that he does. Our shifts overlap. I work late while he works early. It hurts that I spend my solo time doing what needs to be done while he spends his solo time relaxing. If I don't do it or ask him specifically to do it, it doesn't get done. I've tried to explain this to him, but it's like he just doesn't get it. Just tell me what you want me to do, he says, but I don't want to have to do that. I have enough on my plate without being an unpaid manager at home. I'm worried that if we have kids, my duties will multiply while his will stay the same. Is this just how relationships are? Because if so, being a cat lady doesn't sound so bad. Do not have kids with this man. Your duties will multiply by a lot. And sadly, this is how most relationships are, I think. I don't know. Like, that fucking sucks. But if he's like this now, he's not He's not going to do better if you have a kid. It's going to be all on you. Well, and I think the most concerning part is she says she's tried to talk to him about this. And he says, just tell me what you want me to do. Which I guess I get that as an initial response if you're really not sure and you're clueless about the imbalance and you're like well, what is it you want me to do? Like, you really don't get it. As But at the point that, that a woman is breaking down the imbalance and trying to explain the mental load, and not only are you still disinterested, but you're not seeking, I just, I don't get that. Because even if I didn't understand something that a partner was telling me, I would want to understand it. I would probably go home and research it to see and like take a step back and be like, what am I missing? You know, like yeah. self-evaluate and- um, try to come up with some solutions. I, so I don't know. It's that's the thing is, if they live together, she's tried to talk to him about it. And he's still saying, tell me what to do. Like, he's not going to get it. It's one of those conversations that you'll probably have a lot until you just decide that you don't want to do it anymore. Right. But like the he's... problem is, I feel like most men, not all men, but I feel like most men are this way. Yeah. I would like to think that men who care about their partners should care about how they make you feel. Even if they don't understand or even if they don't feel like there's an imbalance, they should at least care enough to hear you out and try to understand where you're coming from. A lot of women are really frustrated with this. And one woman wrote, can we talk about the mental load of having a spouse you have to treat like one of your children? It's exhausting. You see the garbage is full. You see the hair you left behind in the bathtub after you shaved your face and ew, why'd you shave your face in the bathtub? You see your folded clothes on the bed that you move to your nightstand to sleep. You see the dirty dishes in the sink, the pile of laundry, the coffee you spilled, the toilet you didn't flush. So I now have stains to scrub. That's disgusting. Why am I nagging you to help with these things? It's not fun for me or you. Just fucking do it. Do you buy any Christmas gifts other than mine? No, not even your own parents. You have no idea what gifts people open from you. Do you know when practices are for team sports? No, you can't be bothered to download the app. I can just tell you. Planning birthdays? Ha! Please continue to get annoyed when I ask you to wrap a gift or cut the cake. I hate birthday parties. I'm sure they're hard on you. Meal planning? No. If it's left to you, we have fish sticks that only you like. Then I feed the kids later because they hated it. Do you know what's sexy? Not having a spouse you see as one of your children. I have a high libido and zero desire to have any intimacy with you because it's another thing I have to control. Foreplay is important, but don't put it in if you know you don't last long enough for me to arrive. 
I told you I will no longer perform oral because that means I don't get to orgasm and I love it. (laughs) Just not with someone who leaves me hanging. Figure it the fuck out and rant. It's true. If you're, if your husband or your boyfriend or whatever acts like another child for you, you're not going to look at them as someone that you want to have sex with. No, absolutely not. And the other thing too is people will say like, oh, foreplay starts at the beginning of the day and it's how you treat her. Like do the dishes or do something like this. And it's like, is that really foreplay or is that just when there is balance between the duties that need to be done that she is not so stressed out that she has no interest or like is not resentful by the end of the day for everything she's had to do for you to make up that difference? Because I don't think that a man doing the dishes is doing a favor for the female partner. When you word things that way, it implies that doing the dishes is inherently a female chore. And chores don't have a gender. If you lived on your own, you would do your own dishes, I hope. You would clean your own bedroom. You would do your own laundry. So when you live with someone, expecting them to take on that work for you is fucked up. It's really fucked up, yeah. Now, is it bad if somebody's like, hey, I'll do all of the laundry and you do... No, but that's where balance comes into play. Mm -hmm. So what happens when women are forced to carry the mental load is they become stressed out and more likely to act or speak out of frustration. And when we speak from a place of exhaustion and frustration, unfortunately, what we communicate doesn't always come out in the nicest or most thoughtful ways, which can then lead to, ultimately, the woman being made to feel guilty for or her response to the imbalance rather than heard. And this is one thing that I think is so frustrating because if you're a man listening to this to understand that like when a woman is really frustrated, try to hear what she's saying and not how she's saying it. Because if she's saying, why can't you just do the one chore that we've decided is yours? You might hear that as critical or nagging or whatever, but like she is stressed out. She has 50 chores, probably 30 more that you're not even aware of that she's managing and she's exhausted she's frustrated and she's feeling like she has to manage or almost parent you, try to unpack like what the problem is and be like, you know, I hear that you're frustrated. Let's, I don't know. And then just fucking do the stuff. (laughs) I think that's the biggest one. Do what you say you're going to do. If you have agreed to take something on, do that thing. In fact, a lot of women reference this as why they're leaving relationships and choosing to be single or live alone. And I have heard, in fact, I have experienced myself the freedom and like weight lifting that comes from leaving a relationship that is is like this, where there is imbalance. Because I remember at one point I lived with a partner and I was both the breadwinner and the primary parent and the keeper of all the household chores. And yet something in my mind still thought like, oh, if I'm a single mom that this is going to be so much harder because there's this idea that like, and this is not to say that in general, single moms have it easier. That is often not the case. For my situation, I felt things became easier after leaving that relationship. And I was shocked at how much easier they became, how much less I had to do when I thought I would have more because I didn't even realize how much I was managing mentally, physically, emotionally for this other person. Yeah. I hear that a lot, a lot. It's, it's basically like, I've heard people say they feel like they have one less child to take care of Mm -hmm. when they leave those types of relationships. And uh, it makes, it definitely, you know, makes me very hesitant about living with a partner again. You know what I mean? I think that would be something that I I would not want to rush into by any means. If I even ever want to, I don't know. Because, I never would again. I never, you know, <laughs> you know, once yeah. you live with someone, it, it is, it changes things, especially for women Absolutely. who end up taking on uh, this imbalance of, of labor. I know two married couples that actually live separate from each other on purpose. Like they each have their own house, but I mean, that's just mm-hmm. everything, you know, works for different people. That's the one thing that I think makes sense about the sister wives. Like they all have the little houses next door on the, yeah. Like, I don't think I'd ever want to be a sister wife, especially not to that that guy that they're married to. So gross. But I was like, you know, the houses next door thing. Like I could, I think I could do that though. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be cool. Many women say, many women online say they feel like there is no hopeful solution. Let's say one of their husband's chores is to take out the trash when it's full. 
He doesn't monitor when it's full or take it out when it's full. So they have to remind him. And then he still doesn't do it in many cases. If they get fed up and take it out themselves, they feel that they are enabling him to just continue not doing it because he knows she will. If they continue to ask him to do it, they have stress over arguments and being called a nag. This was one of the most common ones. And I thought this was so surprising because taking out the trash is literally the simplest fucking chore. If you were like, hey, you have a partner moving in. What's one chore you want him to take? Taking out the trash would not be the first thing that comes to mind. The trash is literally something that maybe you do a couple times a week and takes a minute, maybe. Do you say that, but they make it. And it's something you have to do every single day. Yes. I was shocked to hear that not only is this the one chore that many husbands have, which is Mm -hmm. ridiculous to me, but also that women have to constantly monitor and manage them to get them to do it. And most of them, even then, don't do it and get mad at her for complaining. And then they turn it around. They're like, well, it's Mm -hmm. too full. You should have told me earlier. They're mad at her for how she... Exactly. That's the thing. They make it bigger of an issue than it is because they wait until it's overflowing everywhere and so smashed down and full that they can't pull the bag out and it rips, but it's their fault. They're throwing things away too. They don't see it. I heard a lot of women saying they'll say stuff like, you're going to bitch about it. If it's such a big problem for you, why don't you do it? And it's like anything to kind of be defensive, avoid accountability, and somehow make it her fault that you didn't do the one thing again that you agreed to do. If you have decided and agreed and told her, I'm going to take out the trash when it gets full, and then you don't do that, and then you get mad at her for reacting, that's fucked up. Especially... If that's your only chore, if you're a man listening to this and your only chore is taking out the fucking trash, your wife needs help. Rather, I'm going to rephrase that because these there are chores in the house that should be your responsibility that are not being done if that's the only thing you're doing. And so you are not doing well if that is your only chore. Even if you are doing it, you need you need to do better. I'm going to fucking love you before I get <laughs> Before I get any more rage. Oh shit! <laughs> over that trash and. <sighs> Well, because I'm like, so I don't have, I don't live with a partner. I have a son. And even he takes out the trash without being asked when it starts to get full. So this is just a little wild to me. He does his own laundry without being asked, without me having to monitor and manage that. And there are areas that that I think he could do a lot better in. But But the thing is, he's a teenager and he does better than most grown-ass adult men. Well, yeah. He does. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. So what do we do about all of this imbalance? One guy suggested that for a weekend or a week to do all of the things that your female partner usually does to gain insight that you might not really be able to fully get until you experience it yourself. And this was actually something that he did and he found very insightful. And he said even, he said, because there's a lot of things that she's on autopilot and doesn't even know she does. So like, yes, all the things you know she does, make sure you're doing those. But then when she... When the baby starts crying and she immediately goes to it or the baby has a dirty diaper and she immediately like immediately jump up, follow her and and do it instead and do all of those things for, you know, depending on your work schedule, a weekend or a week so that you have some insight to how much she does, because he said it was at least for him, it was very eye opening. It sounded like they had a small child, but I would think it would be even if you don't. Mm. And, and what I like about that is you're doing everything that she does, like jumping up to do it, because what I've seen happen a lot of times is a guy will be like, I'll take it for the weekend and he'll stay with the kids just for the weekend or maybe just the older kids and the wife has arranged a sitter for the younger ones or something. Mm-hmm. I've heard. But the the dad will stay with the kids for the weekend or for a night and he will, he'll be like, it was so easy. Everything went great. I don't know what you complain about, but you've got a couple things going on there. One, when you are the fun weekend dad, your kids behave differently. And I've seen this as, even just as a foster parent who, when kids are living with you, they unravel and behave differently to the primary caregiver than they do when it's the fun weekend person. You get better behavior when you're the fun weekend person. I get to be the fun weekend person a lot more now and it is different. The other thing you get is maybe the dad just ordered pizza and takeout all weekend. The woman comes home and the house is trashed. The dishes are everywhere. And he's like, it was great. It was great because the kids were on their best behavior because dad doesn't typically stay with them. You ordered takeout all weekend, didn't clean anything. That is not insight to what her experiences. No, but, and also the problem with them, the man doing it for a weekend or a week 
is I guarantee that if you're telling them I do this and then I do this and then I do this, they would say, no, you don't. You don't do all that. You're just trying to get me to do more work. I guarantee that's how it would be. It's not worth the fight. Hmm. I think it sucks. That would suck. And I would like to think that there's a lot of men out there who would not question and argue with what their partner hope. does, yeah. but would appreciate and respect and want to have a deeper understanding into what their workload looks like and why they're stressed out. Because when you care about someone, especially when you love someone, you want them to be happy and not stressed. And if a partner is just not caring, there's a lot more, I think, Mm -hmm. problem, which unfortunately is the case in a lot of these two, but yeah, for sure. Rather than asking, what do you want me to do? Ask, what areas do you feel like you need me to pay more attention to? Or what areas do you feel like there is an imbalance that is causing you stress? Ask this question when you have some time to talk and then reflect and think about ways that you can step up. Let her know what you came up with and discuss rather than asking what she wants you to do about it. I love this suggestion as a communication starter because it's already taking a little bit of ownership rather than being like, what do you want me to do? Trying to identify those areas. And then once she's identified them, you're again, take that mental load, take it on and try to problem solve. Men love to problem solve, right? That's what we hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so do some of that problem solving and figure out some things that you can address those uh, points of strain, stress, and imbalance. And then the reason I say bring it back to her is because if she says, hey, I'm really stressed out by, you know, I don't know, the kid's schedule and this and this and this. And and maybe the solution that you come up with is, well, I can take the trash out. Or how about if I clean the garage as an initial response, she might say, that's not going to alleviate anything for me. And we can go back to the drawing board, but to make sure that what you're settling on is something that's actually going to relieve some of the strain and imbalance for her ultimately is the goal. Uh, One issue that can be a struggle for women, I think, is giving up control and trusting a partner to do things that you have been managing. You might feel like they probably won't do it the same way that I do it, but honestly, that's okay. We have to be okay with that. If you are, if you are someone who struggles with that, with feeling like he's not going to do a good job, you have to let some of that go. Women have to be willing to let their partners take things and have some patience as they get the hang of it. Again, this is assuming that you have a partner who is willing to take these things and actually put effort into doing them well. I'm not talking about if you're dealing with a narcissist or someone who is utilizing this weaponized incompetence, who's intentionally going to do a shitty job so you don't ask him to do it again. I think if you have that on your hands, that's that's a different situation. But assuming that he wants to do a good job, you have to let him try and be willing to give up some of that control because otherwise he's going to be frustrated if he wants to help and you're not letting him. And you're ultimately going to continue to be frustrated and resent him, which is not good for anybody. I remember hearing something, it was actually a business-related thing, And it was talking about how one thing that can hold leaders back in the workplace is an inability to delegate because people often feel once they've taken on a project or something that it's their baby and nobody else can do it as good as I do, or they're not going to do it the same way that I do it. And what he said was, here's the thing. You want to delegate as much as you can. He said, if somebody else can do the job at least 70% as well as you can do it, and you have the option to delegate delegate. And I think that that is solid advice, both in the workplace and at home. So like, does my son do the best job at doing the dishes? No, he doesn't. But if the dishes are behind and I don't have time to do them, you bet I'm going to be like, Hey, do the dishes. And if he puts stuff in the wrong place, he does, but I'll find it when, you know, when I need it, I'll just, it's fine. But it's one less thing that I have to stress about. So, okay. This last suggestion, I think may be a difficult one. And it's for the women who are experiencing this imbalance and frustrated with their partners. Keep in mind that men are sort of socialized this way. And there's a good chance that even though he's asking you all the questions or not taking the trash out on his own when he sees it's full, that he is not doing it with the intent of harming you. He may genuinely not get it. Now, this doesn't make it okay to continue, but I would want to see a man listening, caring, 
validating and validating your experience first, and then taking some real action to reduce the amount that you are currently managing. It'll probably take some time before there is a real balance, but I would encourage you to be patient if he really cares and is actionably putting in effort to relieve things for you. Now, if he doesn't care at all or is grounded in believing that he is above this work, well, in that case, I would probably recommend divorce. Yeah, I do think to say it because women are frustrated and I think it can be really hard to have grace when we're frustrated, to be understanding when you feel like you're kind of, I don't know if victim is the right word, but you know what I mean? Like when you're the one being hurt to have empathy for the other person can be really hard to do. And I think again, when a man genuinely cares and wants to do better, having some understanding that he really might need time to get there can be helpful and not just attacking him. But again, that doesn't mean justifying. That doesn't mean excusing. He needs to care. He needs to want to step up and then he needs to actionably show you that this is important to him. And if those things aren't him, yeah, yeah. then him trying is huge because You got to think about if this is a man that you've been married to, or like, this is a grown ass man. He's been this way. He's had this thought process his whole life. So this is something to us. It's just natural. It comes natural to us. It's normal, but for them, they have to like change their whole thought process, which is sad, but if they're trying and actually doing it, then. But it takes time to form new habits. It takes time to break old habits. It takes time to have that paradigm shift or get really more firm in a new mindset about how we approach things. One thing I think is interesting though, because a lot of men online didn't seem to understand this concept, even when women were breaking it down. Even when women were like, hey, when I have to plan the meals and put the list together and inventory the kitchen, like those are all things that take time and energy and mental strain. And when I have to do that on top of remembering the appointments and who has school appointments and who has this, like it's, it's just too much. Um, they were like, but those are just, that's so that's just part of life. Like your brain just doesn't want to work. You just don't want to use your brain. And first of all, that is so idiotic of a response. It is, that is someone who's not interested in really hearing or understanding. But also what I find really interesting is that men get this concept when it comes to the workplace. If I were to say, hey, in your job, If you're handed tasks that are broken down and assigned to you and detailed out, and all you have to do is copy and paste, you know, column A into column B on a different spreadsheet and whatever, that's one thing, you know, that's one job that maybe is like even an intern level job. But if you were responsible for the entire business strategy, developing the spreadsheet that would be used, delegating how that is sparsed out to specialists and interns and whoever else. Do you think that one is a higher level, should maybe receive a higher pay, is a higher job title, whatever? Like they get it in that sense. They're like, well, yeah, if you've got to think through the whole strategy and and whatever else, like that makes sense. And it's the same in the home. And so I don't fully understand why there is the disconnect for men, when you talk about household management versus management of other things, but I hope that maybe that analogy helps for it to click with some people. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's not gendered. It's Mm-mm. when these chores, I'm sorry, but it is not inherently in our womanly nature to want to do dishes and vacuum any more than it's in yours. The part of the body that is required to function in order to take on mental load is actually the prefrontal cortex, which is a part of the brain that's responsible for executive functioning, not a vagina. Vagina has (laughs) nothing to do with whether or not we can vacuum actually. So (laughs) (laughs) the other thing too, is that it's not the 1950s anymore. And in this economy and just in this, in the world that we live in, the majority of households, both people are working. So this idea that these jobs, these chores should be the woman's because the man works harder is bullshit in mm-hmm. majority of these cases. Typically, these situations are they're both working equal hours. And in some cases, the woman is working more. 
But even, and this is also backed up by research, even when women are the breadwinners, women tend to also still be the primary parents and the primary managers of the home. I feel like we went over a lot. Some resources if you want to learn more about this topic. There are some social media social media creators that I came have come across who focus specifically on the topic of mental load and relationships. One is at she is a page turner and page is P-A-I-G-E Turner. Another one is Real Zach Think Share, I think. Is that I think that's right. I will link those in the show notes. If you want to check out, they do uh, Instagram and TikTok, lots of videos of breaking this stuff down with some good examples. So Jody, have you experienced this or do you have anything to add when it comes to carrying the mental load and why this matters? Yes, I, I have experienced this. Um, I, I don't want to go into a lot of details and like shame my husband, (laughs) but I will, I do want to say like, if guys, if you are listening, which I hope, I hope that you are, I hope that some men are listening to this and taking this advice. If your wife or girlfriend has sent you this or has tried to talk to you about these things or sent you videos or blogs or anything about taking all of the mental load and everything in your relationship don't take it as like she's shaming you or slamming you or like take it as she's wanting your relationship to be better because if she's and I'm not trying to be like happy wife happy life because I think we'd like talked about that before I don't necessarily agree with that but if this is something that can improve like things for both of you because if she's happier then you'll both be happier you know what I mean like and anything to improve yourself and improve your relationship is a good thing Absolutely. I, that actually reminded me because we talked a lot about like, ladies, be patient with the man. And even that it's coming from such as a place of like, even when you're correcting his behavior, that you should be accommodating to him. And we both need to be accommodating to each other. And it's not the woman's responsibility to totally make up for that. I absolutely think that's a really, really good point. Men need to receive the information and also be willing to listen. And like you said, know that if she cares enough to bring it up, that's a good thing. It's if she, if you're not even worth the conversation or she already knows it's not worth addressing with you, that's when things are a lot worse. If it's Absolutely. past the point of being able to talk about it, that's yeah. when you should be worried, not when she's bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Because now she cares and she cares about you and the quality of your lives you know, together. Yeah. I've definitely experienced it as well. I kind of talked about it a little bit and I live, well, I, I don't live with a partner now, so, um, I'm not currently experiencing it. I don't think a comparison to a child is, is quite the same. So I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But one thing that I thought of that we didn't mention that I saw a lot of guys saying is when it comes to household chores, they would say things like, yeah, well, I bet you don't mow the lawn or whatever. And so there's often this rhetoric, I think, from men in particular that, okay, she might do the housework, but I do the yard work. And the reason that that's not a good comparison, and I think this is important, is that it is it is not an equal thing. So the mowing the yard maybe takes one to two hours. And that's something that's done probably once a week seasonally, like during the summer, once a week. So if you're like, I mow the lawn, you do the laundry. Well, the laundry maybe takes an hour multiple times a week or every day. If you've got kids, it could be an hour every day spent doing laundry. So it's not a one-to-one thing. Uh, A lot of the times the chores or household things that tend to be more like man associated are things that are infrequent, you know, fixing something or yard work that comes up maybe once a week or once a month or here and there, where the things that the women are taking on are daily, constant, never ending responsibilities. And that's why it's not that the yard work's not important, but that the two are not one-to-one when it comes to time, energy, and effort. So just consider that, I think. But we're going to wrap that up for that section and move on to our section where we talk about music. This is, wow, I am just 
all over today with my words. I'm sorry. (laughs) We had some technical issues earlier and I'm on my phone and it's throwing me off. Uh, But now it's time for Joe Jam. This is the part of the show where we tell you what we've been listening to or what new music is out. Jody, what do you have this week? So I've been listening to uh, Co Wetzel, obviously, as as usual, but his album from a few years ago, Noise Complaint. And the song that I really like and I've been listening to a lot is called Sober Sunday. What about you? Awesome. And I have this is a newer artist that I found on social media. I think she's kind of up and coming. Her name is Tanner Adele. And the song is called Love You a Little Bit. Awesome. Um, and now it's time to dish fish. You better dish fish. Ew. Okay. So this is a fun part of the show that we do at the end where we go through questions, play games, um, and often answer questions from listeners. So. Today, though, we just have some easy ones. We're going to play Would You Rather. Jody, would you rather? <laughs> this is a, just a strong one to start off with. Eat ass or suck toes? <laughs> I am a firm believer of never going ass to mouth. So suck toes. What about you? Yeah, I would say probably suck toes. Mm-mm. All right. Would you rather? This is a... Very sexy ones. I hope you're ready. Would you rather have a pussy on your forehead like a unicorn or a row of dicks down your back like a stegosaurus? What in the fuck? <laughs> like permanently? Um, let's say for like a week or something because that's that's a big commitment. Wait, <laughs> so does the pussy have a hole like it could go to your brain? You're thinking too far into it. I don't All right, know. I'm thinking too far. Um. I want dicks. I want to be a, a stegosaurus. I want the dicks on my back. Also, you could cover it with a jacket if you're like... You You could cover the dicks with a jacket. Oh, but then like if you get like a boner, they all start to go up. <laughs> or what if like... That'd be kind of fun. Um, I wonder if you could like jerk them off, but then it'd be like really hard to like put your hands behind your back to do that. If you had a, if you had a pussy on your forehead when you're given a blowjob, you could just like switch back and forth if you got tired (laughs) (laughs) would you rather cheat on your partner and no one knows about it or not do it but all of your friends and family think you did it not do it just because I feel like as long as I know I'm good that's the most important thing I agree I would pick the same one because if you did it and no one knew that would be more stressful. Like the guilt, the yeah. I'm a terrible liar. It would just be, I wouldn't want to deal with that. Where also your friends and family think you did it. I don't know. Let them think whatever. It doesn't say your partner thinks you did it. And that's probably yeah. more important. So. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Would you rather never orgasm again for the rest of your life or have to videotape yourself and post it on Pornhub every time you fap? Oh, shit. Oh, that's a really, really tough one. Would it have to show my face? I that was my first thought. I don't. It doesn't say that. It's not if, it, if it doesn't have to show my face, then I'd post it on Pornhub. Damn. Never again. The rest of your life, like there, I orgasms are incredible. Like it'd just be like a. I'd make it real shitty video quality. Yeah. Uh, never real show boring. my face. Just be like, like a, in the dark, amateur, crappy quality. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Same. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be the best racquetball player in the world or get ten thousand dollars? Oh, get ten thousand dollars. I don't even know racquetball. I don't know anything about that. Um, it's like my dad used to play it. I feel like it's like an old man sport. Like people at the gym, it's like worse than golf. Like if you were the best, like basketball or football or baseball player. You would make way more than ten thousand, but right. I don't even know if there's like racquetball teams. So I'll take the ten thousand. Um, I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay, so the 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 top professional racquetball player, his name was Kane Waselinchunk. Waselinchuk. Just kidding. I don't know. Sorry, sorry, Kane. Anyways, he made. He was the highest paid racquetball player, and he earned three hundred thousand dollars, including winnings appearance fees and all of his endorsements together so that's actually not very good well because if that includes 
three hundred thousand. If if you just got that for playing racquetball, yes. But that's all of his winnings. Like he was playing a ton of tournaments and doing appearances, and he had endorsement deals. Yeah. And just because you're good at it doesn't mean you want to do it. Like I'm not, I don't want to fucking play racquetball. So I'll just take the 10,000. I'm going to take the money. Okay. Wait, when he won the biggest tournament in racquetball late last year, Waisel and Chuck earned $6,600. So eighty dollars at the YMCA down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so I normally would be like, yeah, the racquetball players, the investment, but no, I'm gonna take the money because. All right, last question: Would you rather have really hot sex to a Backstreet Boys, ICP, and Nickelback playlist on high volume? Or have mediocre sex to elevator music. Oh, man. I am not loving the ICP because I like Nickelback and the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just want... Like you're, really- you're having, like, hot sex and it's like, you are my <laughs> Like, I don't know. That's a vibe killer. I don't... Uh, yeah, I got to. I want the hot sex. It's fine. It's fine. The high volume would throw me off because like you can't, that's the only thing that would bother me is like the the sex would be hot, but like the conflict of the music, if it's on high volume, I feel like all I'm, I'm going to be focused on the, the music. Photograph. I hear that like, I'm going to laugh or something. It's going to, y'all just want to be big. I'm really torn on this one because like everybody loves, you know, hot but it's sex. Guaranteed hot sex. And if it's not- all right, all right. But then okay. what if you end up wait, wait, wait. What if you like climax during an ICP song and then you end up somehow having like a mental log where you like ICP now because you like oh, associate shit. it with the really hot sex? I probably would too. Like that would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Aaron, you want to go to this concert with me? I'm not telling you who it is. <laughs> it's the gathering. Oh, yep. I'm picking the Backstreet Boys, ICP, and Nickelback. That is all we have today. If you would like to send us questions to ask in Dishbish, uh, you can email us at boomtequilapodcast at gmail.com, or you can click the link either on our website at boomtequilapodcast.com or on our Instagram. We have links to all of that as well. Follow us on social at Boom Tequila Podcast again. Join our group on Facebook. Give us a good review write something out that seriously helps us. And it's a way that you can support us. That does not cost anything. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and we will see you next Monday. Bye.